Good morning. A history of my obsession with words. A poem. My obsession with words came alive with a door. I remember as a child, no older than for that door, connecting me to our kitchen, adorned with postcards, connecting me to my father's heart, telling me he was never far, teaching me to trust in a father I couldn't always see, knowing his love, generosity, patiently planned over me. And though words on a card don't have a voice, I heard him speak every time. School beckoned me with colours and stories, poems and songs, read and written. The bug had bitten my heart, smitten, my brain lit up as creativity spilled from lead onto page. Though increasing age led childhood awe to teenage rage. And as my emotions flooded through ink, I saw my childlike confidence sink, my heart encaged as pain and confusion stuck to the page. And I couldn't get up, I couldn't arise, as shame took its pen and wrote on me lies, that these are words no one should know. Hide them away, become silent. Just smile. Only my journal saw the truth. Only my journal and you. And though the words continued to glare, you, God, showed me how writing could turn into prayer. Then you stirred my heart by a more noble theme, an arrow drawn back to your eye. I could see the lie, and as I saw from a different view, words were renewed. A battle cry advanced on enemy ground, and I found words together carefully bound, resound truth. I arose. I let the arrow go. A cause released within me. For we all know the power of a negative word, how it pulls us down, makes us feel like, well, it's just not very nice. And it doesn't reflect the king that I know. So I implore you, take your arrow, your bow, or your seeds and sow, words of grace, love, and joy, and peace. Because words can be used to destroy or release. And words can be used to make or break. So choose to adorn hearts. Choose to, shame, uh, choose to quench shame's fiery darts. Choose to call souls to awake. Choose to love. And choose to create life. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, Today I've been asked to speak on using words creatively to worship. Um, there is so much that I would love to say, I'm not going to say it all, you'll be pleased to know. Um, but I wanted to start with a context of why I write. My history of how God has given and grown this form of creativity within me. And what better way to start than with a piece of creative writing? As you heard, I grew up loving wordplay and immersing myself in the way that creatively words can elicit a different response from my heart than just words that inform. 
Over the last 15 years of adulthood, I believe Jesus has taught and is teaching me to use words creatively to honour him in a personal, Christian and public arena. For me, writing is reflecting what it says in Romans 12, verse 1, where it says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. For me, writing is part of who I am, my body. And so, for me, offering it to God is worship. And it's a gift from God, but also I express myself through words because I have to. God has made me an external processor. What that means is that I can't keep stuff in my head before it doesn't make sense. It has to come out of me somehow. And where I choose not to speak, or simply have no form to speak into, I let my thoughts flow out from ink onto paper. This is done in every area of my life. Anywhere where I have to plan or process, it has to come out of me. Sometimes I write simply because it gives me joy. God inspires my imagination and it does me good to write, to create, to envision. And I hope that it does you good too. And Romans 12, it goes on a few more verses and it says, We all have different gifts according to the grace given to us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then encourage, and so on. For me, a gift I have is to write. And so therefore, I write. This is worship. To bring glory and honour to God in living abundantly in the unique way he has made me. And my desire is to enjoy using these gifts and displaying the characteristics of Jesus and his kingdom through them. I remember the day my mum gave me a journal. I was a preteen with greasy hair, acne, and mum, in her wisdom, thought that handing me a notepad and pen would somehow help. Mum, in her wisdom, was right, but it took years for teenage turmoil to take a different form and for it to become an authentic place of pouring out my heart, but it turning into prayer and praise. Yet the core of what I write in my journal remains the same. It is my heart expressed through ink. Rhymes, stories, thoughts, letters, scriptures, songs... Just now I allow God to breathe life into it. But it started by boldly coming before him and expressing in journal words my heart, my true, messy, broken, defeated heart. I've learnt to bring God all my words and all the expressions of my heart and emotions spilled out. From that place, my heart unveiled before him. God 
can lift me. God has room to speak into my mind. God can ingrain truth into my heart, ground me and leave me certain in my faith. It leads me to allow love and praise to grow in me, not just for his gift of salvation, but also for the work of his Holy Spirit continuing to transform my life. There are so many times I have come to God with mess, with disappointment, with arguments, and every time in writing, he has slowed down my mind, helped me to focus, and he has led me out of that place and into his marvellous light through reminding me of scripture and of who he is. And that's not just my story. You see it all the way through the Psalms. You see it in Lamentations, three, uh, two and a bit chapters of Jeremiah, I think, um, pouring out lament. And then, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are true every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Lament being turned into praise. This is worship. To honestly come before God in confidence and humility and allow him to rearrange my heart and my mind and to take him at his word and choose to step out in the good of it. I would encourage you, if you've never put pen to paper with God, even if your words are bullet points, or just randomly mind-mapped over a page. See what God can do in that place. I believe that God has given me wordplay as a gift to honour him, both personally, but also to honour him through blessing others. And that's both those who know him and those who don't. And I believe that he has given every one of us creativity to use in that way, both for us to enjoy ourselves, but also to bless others. But I believe God has given me this gift to fire truth like arrows into hearts. Truth of his character, his kingdom, his plan of salvation for us. Observing life and speaking out the character and ways of his kingdom into it. And as I do this, I learn, as I learn what this is for me, it helps me come, become more certain in faith, more joyful, as I allow God to breathe into gifting. When I write into a Christian setting, I believe God is in- equipping me through creative writing to boost others' certainty of faith, to give them joyful unity, to, to encourage them. But it's through embracing my gift with Jesus that it is done. It is through my relationship with Jesus that it is driven. Now that's not to say that everything I write mentions his name, or even salvation. But in everything I write, my desire is to declare good news and to unlock people's hearts. I remember this time I was working with a pupil um, one-to-one and we were talking about life and 
I went home and I began to write a fairy story. And I used what she was talking about and wrote it into a fairy tale. And when I went back the next week, we worked through that. And because she wasn't hearing me directly say, this is what is going on, this is what might help, because she read it through story, God unlocked freedom in her. That's kingdom. That's the kingdom breaking in. Did I mention his name? No, not one time. I'd probably be chucked out of the school if I did. But did, was he there? Did he work in her heart? 100%. Last year, I was asked to speak in a school assembly on confession. Great topic. As I began to write, I asked God, what would this audience of teenagers need to know? Because if you asked me, the word confession as a teen would have sounded like bad news. It would have been going to the head teacher's office, being caught by the police or my parents. Confession would not have sounded like good news to me. And yet, I am given 10 minutes to encourage, at 8.50, a whole school of pupils who were sat on the cold floor. So I thought I'd ask God what to do. And God reminded me of the fear that I have in confession. The fear that would hold back my words. And then he reminded me of a time where I saw that confession was a beautiful thing. Where by his grace he led me into freedom. I believe he then asked me to write it as a spoken word so it would connect with the young people's hearts. Again, that it wasn't me informing them or instructing them, but rather working through their hearts. This spoken word, I believe, is an expression of worship. And in this instant, I am, instance, I am speaking to him on confession both to God and to people who knew him. Confession. I'm scared. I'm scared if I say these words, if they leave tumble out, how would you receive me? Would you turn your face flee if you knew the thoughts in my heart that I can't start to impart as they stick and trip and trick me into silence? I'm scared. I can't begin not knowing where it ends. Would you still call me friend or turn your face, take back your embrace? Would you be disappointed, grow cold, if I told what's in my heart and my head? Would you mark me instead? Tell me I had made my bed a liar, a cheat, a sinner, a failure. Now sleep in it. I'm scared. Would you tear me down, then leave me alone, standing unnoticed, broken, unknown, surrounded with mockers? Yet, what is worse? These thoughts are eating me up inside, still I hide. I'm scared. I'm scared if I say these words, if they leave, tumble out, how would you receive me? Would you turn your face, flee? Would you laugh or pretend it doesn't matter? Ignore my chatter, unconsciously shatter my heart and my head. Tread on what is important for me to be free. I need you to see me, all of me, and still stay. I'm scared you'll turn away. 
Would you half listen? Would you tell? Write it on Facebook, put me through hell, humiliate or just not relate. Could I trust you with these thoughts, with these fears? Would you still allow when I've been hiding for years? And guilt and shame have chased and subdued and I just hoped you'd... I'm like Adam in Eden, sneaking through shadows, shifting the blame. Then you called his name. Then you call my name. You have always called my name. And not to cover me in shame, but to cover the shame. It is I who turned away. You have always faced me. You have always stayed. And you called me to bring this to light and see in the fight that it was you who fought and it was you who caught me. You're not unkind, but rather you're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. And in a moment I see and I know that I have always been loved by you. I breathe it in. I breathe out. Until there's no space for doubt. I can stand. Because you stay and you hear. You listen and chase out fear. And your love for me will not be changed. Your plans for my life not rearranged. I will stand. And as I allowed the words to fall out. Freedom broke chains. Light came ablaze. Shame was dismayed because it could not hide me from your face. Fear could not lie or take up headspace. I was free. And freedom built a new me that you now see before you. God has made us communicators of good news. Ambassadors of his kingdom, of joy, peace, righteousness, and so much more. And he has given us skills and creativity to do this. I remember writing my first blog post, hovering over the publish um, button, and having to remind myself that the likelihood was only my dad would actually read this. Unlike my journal, I don't share all the expressions of my heart into the public arena. I believe that to do so would be dishonouring to God. I often write during emotionally raw times, when I've been wounded, for others to read my pain in all that rawness would not be guarding my heart nor would it be helpful to them. I literally allow every thought, burden, disappointment, argument and fear to be released in my journal. But after time, after the process, I may share some of the journey. There's a phrase that I've seen that says that we should share from scars and not wounds. We should share from the process of healing, but not the moment of pain. What I share publicly is carefully curated with the guidance of the Holy Spirit. When I share, I first go to him asking what do people need to hear. 
This is not to say that I write from a place of perfection or completion, but neither do I write from a place where I am not clearly thinking. And I do get it wrong. I'm still learning. For me, in my abstract way of thinking, it's as if I am pulling back the arrow to his eye and releasing it in the hope of hitting target. And sometimes maybe I'm a little bit off. I'm so thankful for his grace in those moments. This is worship. To use the gift that God has given me in extending his kingdom to others. But in pushing forward his kingdom, there will always be a battle. I remember writing my first song. I was in GCSE Music and I wrote my testimony of all Jesus was doing in my life at that time. Now, I don't think every song needs to speak about Jesus. But for me, I've never been able to write one without it. It's just not the gift he has given me. Writing out my testimony, aligning these notes, these words with notation, it really wasn't great by all means. But it was my heart. Yet I remember the fear I held in allowing these words to come out into the public arena. Creative expression is a vulnerable place to be. And creative release can often be shrouded in doubt and in fear. For those of us who creatively release into the public arena, into the Christian arena, we are to guard our hearts. But to those of you who receive, yes, there there may be a time for critique. But remember, often part of those who have created is woven into what they create. Be mindful of how you care for it. I am always looking for ways to grow in my creativity. But we do all know the power of words in our life. Choose to create life and not to pull down. Because there's one thing I don't remember. And that's when the demand for my silence began. When the lie entered my mind that there is no point to what I am about to share. That it's not significant enough that there's no power in it that nobody really cares or wants to know. And in these times, I have chosen to stay silent because of shame, weakness and of fear. But you see, I was created an external processor who creatively expresses her heart and I was not made to be fearful. And Jesus' blood has cleansed all my sin and shame. And so when the enemy tries to silence my tongue, I am not to retreat in fear, but to step forward in love. Not the pink-shaped love, but that love that is powerful and fierce. His love for me, not your love for me, nor my love for me. His love for me. And more than that, God has equipped us through Jesus to silence the enemy. 
I believe God is calling us to take hold of all that he has given us. To speak life into situations rather than death. To step forward and not retreat in fear, but instead learn to silence the lies that fill our minds. Right through the Bible, from creation to the end, we see that Jesus uses words to bring life. And he uses words to silence that which is not of him. And we, made in his image, are to be like him. This is worship. To walk in the image of Christ. To silence the enemy. And to bring life. Living. I'm not getting Lizzie to play music because that's something special. Just actually another way that helps my mind to slow down. Because I believe that as I wrote, God put some words on my heart that I'd love you to receive. I felt that God put on my heart two kinds of people. The first, um, we can have the last slide actually, Jonathan. The first was... For those who believe their story or their gift is not significant enough. If you think, but I can't play an instrument, I can't write, I can't do these things. Yet I believe because we are made in the image of the creator, we are creative in some way. It might be baking cakes. It might be inventing things. It might purely be sitting with your kids and telling them a silly story. God made us all creative. And I believe that God wants to work in the hearts of those who believe their gift is not good enough or that it is not powerful enough or not significant enough to be shared. But the second group of people that I'd love to be prayed for are those who reflect and who, who, who related to that idea of, I've been silenced. I've been silenced. I know that feeling of wanting to speak. And either another person, or people, or situation, or maybe just your own mind, has stopped you from speaking out. I would love to pray for you. Um, I'd love us to just stand. When I was um, writing this this week, when I was praying for you guys, um, the snow was falling... And I looked out the window and I saw the snow falling and I saw it cover the ground and then I heard the kids screaming and yelling and laughing and the adults as well, all out in the school playground. They were all enjoying the snow. And I just believe that God would say, I just felt the Holy Spirit say that he wants to fall on you like snow this morning. That like the snow covering the ground, he just wants to fall on you and cover you. And I believe the thing he wants to cover you with is his joy. And joy in creativity. Joy in your creativity, joy in his creativity. I believe he just wants to work that within you. And you see, what happens when snow covers the ground is it draws people out of houses. 
It unlocks doors. It brings out joy in other people. It brings community as people flock to the fields to enjoy the snow. And I believe that God is saying, church, as you embrace this, as you allow the snow to cover you, the Holy Spirit to cover you with his joy, with his kingdom, with his love, as you allow that, people will unlock their doors. People will go out to the fields. People will enjoy. You will bring joy into the hearts of others. Thank you. So God, I pray for those who feel they've been silenced by other people or the enemy. Father, I speak an unlocking. I speak voice into their life. I speak your voice into their life. I speak life into them. God, your word says, as, as the heart overflows, so the mouth speaks. Let it overflow with your kingdom and let it tumble out. And for those who believe the lie that what they have is not significant enough or that they don't have something, God, unlock truth. Bring truth. Give faith. Apportion faith to those with gift. Apportion those um, who write more. God, I, I love to write, and so I'm going to be biased in that. I want more people to write good things and put it out there into the public arena to encourage us as the church, to encourage others. Father, so much negativity is spoken and written. Let us be the people who speak life. just want to offer you if you did need prayer afterwards I'll be at the front here but you know what let's do one of the best things we can do with words right now let's worship him with song